got a little spicy in this episode. You know what I'm talking about. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Halo Reviews on Han Talks First. I am Han. Today we're talking about episode two. So if you haven't seen it yet, we're going to be all spoilers today. So go watch it and then come back and have a conversation with us. This episode lacked a lot of the action that we experienced in the first episode, but I actually totally enjoyed it. This episode, more so than the first one, set the tone for this show. And it also tells the viewer, okay, here's the direction we want to go with our version of Halo. And it kind of made this whole series feel less of a fan film and more like a reimagining of the franchise. Now, as I go on and tell you my thoughts, leave me yours in the comments below. Like the video for me, helps out so much. And I want to apologize for my backdrop. It's not the same as normal. I'm out of town for work, but we'll be back really soon. So let's jump into it. So who talks first? You talk first, I talk first. So this episode starts with a backstory of Spartan 117, a.k.a. John. Like I pointed out last week, they're taking a real different approach than the game ever did. The fundamentals are there as far as Master Chief's valuing of programming versus training human experience and morality. And we see that representation when he talks to his friend Soren. Right when Soren popped up on screen, I was like... This guy's going to show up later. Sure enough, he did, but we'll, we'll get into that later. But one of the things interesting about Soren was that he mentioned he has dreams. Him and John both have had dreams together. So Soren was actually going through what John is going through now years ago. And I like the setup of him having an old friend. It definitely served this story when he needed to find a place to keep Quan safe. And the other thing that Soren mentioned was that, you know, Halsey is the bad guy. A very interesting approach. Halsey is going to be one of the minor villains, I can assume, in this show. I think that might turn around, though, because Halsey's such an important character, and as we'll talk about at the end of this video, that her relationship with John is really, really strong. So when we jump back into real time, the events taking place after Master Chief and Quan took off from their base, we see Slip Space. You remember last week I said I wish they had done Slip Space and not this hyperspeed thing? Well, they did it. They delivered in episode two. Now, the Slip Space that the show uses is very different. I think it's a cool visualization, but I, I definitely prefer the game version, because in the game version, it's more like a portal, and it's more like sliding into a fourth or fifth dimension, not so much as traveling through space, but traveling through time, which I think is so fascinating. And then, of course, we see Chief and Quan bonding a lot more. I think their relationship is going to be very dynamic. I think they're going to have a bunch of issues, but also a lot of growing pains, so to speak. I really like the relationship. Again, going back to the Mandalorian, it's very similar in most of its ways. Uh, Quan continues to grow on me. Like I said last week, I wasn't the biggest fan of her at the beginning, but towards the end of the episode, it worked, and it did even more so this time. What was important about that opening scene with them is that it's showing Chief learning to be human, which we never saw in the game. It was never a goal. The goal of the game was to disassociate him from humans and be more related to, like, AI and things like Cortana. But now we're seeing a different side. And I think going off again of him removing the helmet, this is all to try and humanize John. We see him start to question his belief over orders and the assignments he's given by his superiors and start to have a mind of his own. And oh my god, back at it again with the Star Wars references. When they come out of slip space, they land immediately into an asteroid belt. 
I loved it. That was 100% Star Wars. I guarantee the creators of the show thought Star Wars when they put that part into the script. And then in that scene, they added some of their humor. I really like how they do humor in this show so far. And the example is when they land in the asteroid field and Quan is immediately just like, we're going to die. And then John says to her, everything dies. It was so well-timed. It wasn't like a joke. It was just situational humor, and I think it worked. Now, on the other side of this asteroid field is an asteroid base, which the colonizers of it actually refer to it as the rubble. Again, a new area in Halo we haven't explored, and I, I liked it. I actually really liked it. It reminded me again of Halo 5 when they go to that one mining base, but this is an example of world building, that thing that Halo, the game, did so well. And I'm glad to see the show is doing it too. And again, with the comedy, very well done. When the, the colonizers move the forklift in his pathway to block him, and he just like, <whistles> just slides it over. That was, that was great. And sure enough, as I predicted while watching it, Soren shows back up. His dynamic with Chief is also really great. The relationships in the show so far are really working for me. I love that he can call him out on his BS, you know, like when he's just like, you're so stiff, you know, you need to lighten up a little bit. And one of the important bits of information that Soren gives to Chief is that there's a bounty out for Quan, and not just for the UNSC forces, but for all over the galaxy. Again, going back to the Mandalorian, where everyone has a bounty out for Baby Yoda. Quan is Baby Yoda. And another Star Wars reference, when they get to the rubble and he says, this is the home for misfits and people who don't belong and just filled with like people that did crime in their time or whatever. I, I, I almost heard Obi-Wan Kenobi tell Chief in this scene that you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. So when people ask me why the hell am I doing a Halo show on my Star Wars podcast, that's why. So as far as other locations in the show, another great one is the High Charity, which of course is the Covenant base and where we get to see the Prophets. Loved it. Loved the production design, the big white wall behind them. The, v the VFX on the Prophets themselves look fantastic, and I love that all three of them are back there. And I might be wrong, but this might be the first time ever we saw an Elite without a helmet on. But another important part about this episode and what happens in this scene is that we, we learn that Master Chief can do what the Blessed One can do. That one human lady who works with the Covenant. Who, by the way, got a little spicy in this episode. You know what I'm talking about. Just to kind of touch on that real quick, um, I did not expect nudity in the show, <laughs> not at all. It was it was it was shocking. It was good. Don't get me wrong, but I just I wasn't expecting it. But anyway, we find out they both have similar abilities in, in the way that they can both access the power to this keystone, which we also found out the name of this artifact is the keystone. I'm telling you right now, who the blessed one is. Okay, you ready? You ready? It's his freaking sister. I'm calling it right now the Blessed One and Master Chief are siblings. We're clearly getting into some kind of prophecy-type story where a, a chosen one or uh, two chosen ones will be able to access this ancient technology from the Forerunners and use it to power or destroy the Halo Ring. But yeah, the Keystone is new. I still don't think it's Covenant. I definitely think it's, think it's Forerunner. And we find out that the Blessed One and Chief are at least two of the people that we know of the only people that can power it. And look, I know you guys are tired of me pointing out Star Wars references, but I have one more. The Situation Room. The Situation Room, back on the UNSC base, where all the political figures and generals and what have yous are talking in the room. Heavy Star Wars vibes from me. <laughs> but anyway, things that we saw in this set of scenes was 
the new version of Captain Keys. Now, I'm not talking about the Captain Keys that we have in the show right now, Miranda's father, but the general. I don't think they said his name in the show, but that is totally a ripoff of Captain Keys from the video game. So also in the Situation Room, we found out a little bit more about the Cortana project. So Cortana in this series is an artificial general intelligence. The show refers to it as the next phase in human evolution. And also phase two kind of being able to be compatible with human biology. And that version, of course, they mentioned is derived from illegal practice of cloning humans to pair Cortana with basic humans. So I think that is going to tie into kind of where we're at now with current Halo game lore, and we will have two separate versions of Cortana at some point. We'll have the Cortana that is with Chief, and she's the original one, and then we'll have another one that's kind of gone rogue and is a bad version. The last thing I want to talk about is Halsey and Chief's relationship. We really got to see it at the end of this episode. It was a great ending for me because it was almost like a mother-son relationship. You know, Halsey loves Master Chief. You can tell that. And Chief loves and adores Halsey. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, have you seen Catherine Halsey? But I thought it was really sweet the way she comes in and she's just like, what are you doing, man? She sits down, like, you know, holding her knees on the on the seat next to him. Just very, very playful and friendly and like they have a long history, but also like they can tell each other anything. And that's it, guys. You know, I thought episode two, it was, it was okay. It was, I still love the show so far, but episode one was the highlight so far. I definitely need to see way more Covenant. I need to see Grunts, Jackals, Hunters. So thank you so much for watching. Again, comment, like, subscribe, whatever you want to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. We'll be back next week with episode three. I will talk to you soon.